Most people listen to podcasts to learn something, to be entertained and to walk away feeling inspired, perhaps even educated a bit. Hello, I'm Devo and I'm one of the two hosts of our show, The Little Impolite Podcast. Welcome and thanks for listening. This show is for the expansive, open-minded, creative, whose persistent curiosity towards integrating new information in their lives never stops. Think of it as the free thinkers toolkit for anyone that refuses to enroll in the conformity of all of those around them, instead forging their own paths with fortitude and love. It's that slightly unapologetic conversation with that new friend you just met that sort of wistfully and effortlessly pushes the conversation into spaces that you never expected. It's the deep-hearted conversations with purposeful and thoughtful individuals that have finally figured out their superpowers and are now pouring into it with gusto and love. We're delighted to host these conversations with you that lead us down the conversation well. But watch your step, because most of our guests, and of course, Lisa and I, are a little impolite. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Devo. And I'm Lisa Staff. And today we are doing a solo recording, right? We're not mm-hmm. doing the, we didn't have a guest this week, so we're just going to talk a little bit about Nobody wanted to talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> we're kidding. We're so we've sort of gotten into that cadence where we would do a couple of guests and uh-huh. then we just sort of riff on uh-huh. our own. I actually kind of like just riffing with you. Yeah. Because there's too. a lot of production work that goes on in getting a guest onboarded. Yeah, I know. And if, if you're joining us, if you're new to the podcast, we've recently rebranded from Mind Body Business to A Little Impolite because we don't want to just talk about business. We want to talk about all the things that we're interested in. And sometimes it's a great guest and sometimes there's some things that have been like on our minds that we want to just talk about. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the name? A couple shows in now. I'm liking it. I like it too. I'm liking it. It seems to fit, and our guests have said it fits because apparently you're not very polite. So I don't think they're referring to me. <laughs> so the whole idea behind the show is the, the theme of it is really still the same yeah. in terms of the type of people we're looking for, the type of people we invite on as guests. But um, we want it to be more purposeful around how these individuals got into the time and space that they are mm-hmm. and have some very pointed and centered conversations around a nefarious rabbit hole from time to time. Uh, just sort of about who they are, what they're doing, their superpowers, and how they're gifting back to the universe, and and just kind of riff on that space for a yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. And those things, honestly, are the, like it's like the trifecta of life, isn't it? Your right, mind, yeah. your body, your business, finding joy, and all the things that can help us to elevate ourselves. So today we have a pretty cool show. Um, we're going to pull back the curtain on uh, some of our favorite client stories, mm-hmm. some of the things that in our 30 years of, of being in business, mm-hmm. um, some of our fa- most fantastic stories, and there's hundreds of them, yeah. and we're not going to give away dirty stuff here. It's not no. like that. It's just sort of like some funny anecdotal yeah. things that have occurred to us. Things right? that I think we've learned from or things that you'll be able to relate to as well, whether it's personal or business experiences that mm-hmm. you've had. So if you like the show, don't forget to like it. I think you give it the thumbs up on YouTube, um, on Spotify, on Apple, all the different locations that you can find this show. And drop us a review if you enjoy it because your reviews and your patronage of our show helps us get cooler guests and grow our show. And we really appreciate you tuning in for a while, listening to us and enjoying conversation with us. We know that there's a lot of things pulling at you for your time. So any time spent with us, we really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And if you want to share this with anyone, if it's kind of struck a chord with you, if you can relate to it or just want to have a laugh with someone else, please share it. We'd appreciate it. So along with the rebranding, we did launch a new Instagram. It's a little impolite. It's on Instagram. But if you wanted to find either one of us and our separate channels... 
Lisa Staff Photog. And you can... F- oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry, sorry. That's Fusion Photog and Lisa Staff Photo. I like, no, let's go with that first one. So you can find Lisa at Lisa Staff Photo. You can find me at Fusion Photog. And again, we have so many social media channels that I get confused from time to time. But the podcast is on A Little Impolite and it is on Instagram. So mm-hmm. thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. And we'll see you on the other side. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Mind Body Business Podcast. I am Devo and sitting to my right, your left. Lisa Staff. And we are here to record another podcast. And today we thought we'd have a little conversation around humility by pulling back the curtains on some of the things that we have been told in 20 years of taking photographs of people all over the world we kind of walk into a situation thinking we're a big deal, but we're really quickly sort of put in our place sometimes and you sort of have to stop, pause and reflect and either be like, okay, that's a good point or shut the book and get back to your business. We're constantly being humbled. It's a leveling process. There's days that you're riding high. People are giving you accolades. They're respecting you, telling you how great you are. And basically the next day you're humbled, right? So that doesn't happen to me very often because mostly okay. nothing but praise. But yeah, I understand in your position, that's why I can definitely see that. But So let's talk about some of those things that you've experienced as a photographer. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Rude. We've all experienced them. And these are things that, it's not event session. We're going to go through a list of things that if you're a photographer, you would relate to. If you're not a photographer, you might find it funny. If you've worked with photographers, you might call yourself out and say, oh shoot, they're talking about me. Um, but whether you are a photographer, an entrepreneur working for someone else, you've probably experienced these situations in some type form or whatever that kind of parallels the same thing. All right. So let's talk about some of the things that you've been told. What's like the number one thing that you're typically told, whether you're on set with somebody or it's an offline conversation with via email. Okay. Besides the fact, I hate getting my picture taken. Every, every photo shoot that we go to, right? Besides that? I would say at least 50% of my people say that, yeah. Yeah, but say when I go to the doctors, I'm like, I'm not saying to her, hey, I hate getting an internal, but still, they, they do it. You don't. Do you say that? <laughs> no, I don't. Oh. <laughs> okay. I've never so, had an internal. Uh, you guys have to bend over and touch your toes, don't you? Never had to do that. You don't have to cough? I'm a picture of health. Mm, you should get a new doctor because you should be tested for some of those things. I'm not going anywhere in your hospital anytime <laughs> soon. Just FYI. <laughs> okay, so um, I think we're all t- told time and time again, you can only shoot me from this side. This is my good side. I think that's a female thing, not a male thing. I very rarely I think so too, more so. Very rarely. And and I sort of tested this yesterday, by the way. I don't know if you Yes, it. I heard you asking. I was testing it just because I wanted to run sort of a litmus on myself because Pete and I, I think the three of us were talking about it before the set. And not one single dude actually Mm-mm. the dudes sort of were sort of self-defacing. It was like, that's side, both, both my sides are shitty. So yeah, take yeah. your pick. But the women's is we're not. The women's is we're like, yeah, let me have this as my side shooting. Okay. Side. And that might be a separate podcast then dealing with, you know, self-deprecation and women, the, the feelings that we have that we're only good from one side. Because these women that are telling us these things are beautiful from both sides. Well, I don't even really know what a favorite side is. I guess that's just the context of, with, uh, of what, which they see themselves in the mirror every morning. Like, does somebody walk up and be like, hey, Margaret, I really love you, but can you only t- talk to me from this side so I can only look at this side? I never understood that piece. Okay, I what's know. that? What's also, that? I feel a little less than because I haven't figured out in this long life that I've lived so far, which side is my good side. Hmm, I can so, 
it's a couple of different perspectives. I like one of the things that I tell people whenever they do say that, because then they ask to see their photographs. I never show my, I never, I never show my clients their photographs. And I think we've had this conversation before. I I did early on, like, oh, let me show you how cool this photo looks. Because you're really excited about it. And then they see it and they're like, there's like... My arm looks fat. Flat, monotone response. And nothing deflates you faster than someone not responding to your amazing photograph. So I don't show people my photographs on purpose until well, well late into the session. I'll be like, hey, check this out. This is really cool. And I think that's for your um, excitement about the shoot, like it deflates you and it deflates them, doesn't it? It screeches to a stop and it ruins the flow. You'll be in a flow and then you have to stop to... Well, here's the funny thing. Looking at yourself in the mirror and look at your, looking at yourself in a live photograph, they're never the same thing, ever, ever. I, I don't really know the juxtaposition on that. There's probably some psychology around that. But seeing a photograph of yourself or seeing yourself in video it never looks like how you see yourself every morning in the mirror ever Mm -hmm. why is that so that's one of the reasons we don't show them anything okay what else you got um i'm gonna skip ahead here because we made a list um how to explain in 12 emails or less how to access your photos okay so that is actually there's some clients 99.9% of the time they understand. And there's always that one client that falls short of understanding. So it comes across in communication. And I think that's across all business and platforms too. How do we communicate so that a hundred percent of people understand what you're saying? Yeah. I'm not really sure how to answer that because my emails are really explicit step-by-step bullet point, bullet point, bullet point in big bold capital letters i think a lot of people don't read the email so even in my subject line there is important information in this email please read it is what i add and then i'll still get people that will be like hey can you tell me how to access my photos and i'm like yeah but we you know um hotshot here was shooting for nascar yesterday and the gentleman that we were working with there that was coordinating everything was sending out emails to all these high level execs too and even these high level execs we're missing the points on the, on what was involved in the shoot. Yeah, I don't think people read emails, and I no. gotta tell you, I'm guilty as charged when it comes to emails. It's I don't just us. It's not I don't. Just you. I don't read my emails and, and nearly as much as I read text messages. So maybe that's what we do. If we have them twelve access points, we send them one text message at a time. Mm. Click on this link. There you go. Scroll here. Click the heart. Click the word that says download, <laughs> and maybe they can follow that. I'm not really sure. All right, what else you got? Um, I get ghosted. As as many accolades as I have, people think I'm great, blah, blah, blah. I'm just joking. But we get ghosted all the time. I never really understood the ghost. And I guess I try to put myself in the position of the client. So I, I'm a consumer. And when I send out inquiries, I do my research. But I generally will only send an inquiry to one or two people. Mm-hmm. Like If I'm looking for something, and there's not very many things that I basically sort of have all of my things lined up that I use on a regular basis. But Airbnb, for example, I use that on a regular basis because we're always going places. I don't necessarily send an email to the person, but what I will do is I'll, I'll, I'll look at the reviews and read them. But you're right. I'll get – honestly, this is a true story. Like I probably get anywhere between five and ten inquiries a week for photography or for video videography. And I'll, re- I'll respond back within seconds sometimes, literally seconds, mm-hmm. minutes, because mm-hmm. I have a very structured workflow, as do you. And you won't hear from anybody for a couple of days, and you'll send them another, another, nothing. And we can see that they read the email. Oh, I know it says red right here. I know they don't know. We know. 
And then yeah. finally, like two weeks later, they'll be like, oh, I never saw your message. I've already hired somebody else. I'm like, you, I literally responded to you in seconds. I sent yeah. you a text message. I sent you an email and I dropped carrier pigeon over your house and not a single. You know what gets me though, is when you actually, you, you reach out to them right away, you have a conversation and you're like, man, we really clicked, you know, for sure. We're going to be working together. That was great. Nothing. It's like, it wasn't them. It was you. What did I do? What did I do? Had, so I would say invariably 99% of the time it has something to do with your prices because you're not the cheapest photographer. And unfortunately, it's the nature of the beast where as consumers, we're sort of looking for deals, right? And, and for me, it's, as much as I'm grumbling about it, it almost turns into be a nice vetting process for me because generally the people that do hire me sort of know up front that this is going to be kind of a, a pricier investment than... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. than Uncle Jerry. And so I sort of, while I might get a little bit annoyed at the prospect of, of having to spend time in those conversations or being ghosted, I'm almost sort of thankful because I'm like, there's no reason you wouldn't hire me unless you couldn't afford me. And that's mm-hmm. generally the bottom line. Um, now, this next one kind of applies, to, well, it applies to us, but it kind of applies across all boards. Um, when you're dealing with that Johnny know-it-all that has worked with so-and-so and they think that that person is really good and they've been in their presence before and you should do it like this or you should do it like that. I've worked with this person. This is how you should be working. Oh, yeah. I had a bridesmaid that has apparently been to 100 different weddings in the last year. And she was following me around basically everywhere I went on the wedding, telling me how I should photograph this situation, how I should take the bride for this. And finally, I was like, I turned and I was like, I really love that you're giving me feedback. But I've been doing this for 20 years. And in fact, I've had a camera in my hand since I was 12. I kind of got this under control. So back the fuck up. But you know what? We can take something internally from that too. Do we ever do that? Do we ever step outside the bounds and think because we've experienced one thing that someone should do it? our way when you're not giving them the creative license or the creative freedom to to do what you've asked them doing what you're paying them to do there's a balance there isn't there unless they're dealing with you <laughs> yeah like I, I've, I've never been to an auto my auto mechanic and went to the back and said hey i wish you should do this this, right. this before you fix that I, I, yeah. I sort of let people do what they do exactly the only time i would step in is if i see like okay they're clearly cluster fucking this there's going to need to be a hand here and i don't know that i've really encountered that with anybody who's been doing something on a professional level like i've had people doing things fixing at my house yeah. i've never stepped in and told the plumber you know i think you should change that pipe to this pipe and use that pipe instead of this pipe like I or my stop. doctor can you warm that up before you stick that <laughs> <Yeah>. in me <laughs> please <laughs> like, just let, let people do their thing so yeah no i don't know if i i don't I don't know that I've ever really stepped on people's toes that are professionals like that. I sort mm-hmm. of let people do yeah, the thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I love this one because I get this one all the time. I do too. I literally get this all the time. Hey, so I know a lot of people. And if you like rock out this photo shoot for me and give me a really good price, I'm literally going to tell everyone about you. And I have I, my uncle. Uncle, he's getting married in 2025. And I'm going to make sure that he uses you. And Like, let's talk about the here and the now. Yeah. The here and the now. And that falls under a lot of categories. So that is also, um, we're really good looking. You know, it's basically a treat to shoot us. I get that a lot. You had one of those recently. Who was that? Or was it I that had one? I had one recently too. Or everyone, if you... you oh, know, no, I know what, what it was. I had the agent or the, it was the wedding planner. Mm-hmm. I had a wedding planner who, who contacted me. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Mm-hmm. I had a wedding planner that called me and she's like, oh, this couple's really beautiful. You're going to love working with them, but they need a discount at like three quarters of what you're quoting me. 
well, why don't they use their good looks and go get some money raised on their behalf then? I'm like, this is not my problem. I'm beautiful, but I don't give myself a discount. So like, whatever you want to do with that, I'm not working with you. We have mouths we need to feed. And as beautiful as you are, the less beautiful people still need to eat. So so I turned to the wedding planner. I said, well, why don't you take a cut of your pay and apply it to the balance? Did you say me? that? Yeah. Like if, if they're so amazing, then you should be able to get plenty of business from their, from their portfolio after I create photos. And so you, you know, the same. And, and she looked at me like I was speaking Mandarin. I'm like, do you yep. not understand? Why what is I'm it a- us that needs to take the cut? <laughs> why, do, yes. why do I have to bend over for you? you- yes. Anyway. And I've had big corporations tell me, hey, can we use this photo? We'll, we'll give you a credit in the magazine. Have you ever, ever, ever in the last 20 years received a job from that little credit on the side? Yeah, I don't have as much. I don't do magazine type work like you do. So that doesn't apply to me as much. Um, but, you know, I used to advertise for wedding magazines mm-hmm. back in the day. And I've never, I honestly, I never really got any business from that. So. so let's just take this personally as well and say, you know, if, if you're doing a good job, people are going to recommend you and you don't want to ever hold it over someone else, whether they're fixing your car, whether they're any other profession that if you do a good job, I'll recommend you, but you have to give me a cut in price. Mm-hmm. Let's be good humans. Let's just recommend people because they did a good job. So you work with a lot of people who are quote unquote influencers. And so I know that you get this a lot of time. I'm an influencer, so I should get a discounter for free because I'm going to blow you up. What does an influencer even mean anymore to me? It's such an often overused term now. I know. You see a lot of people that say they're influencers and you look at what they're doing. You're like, you're you're just trying to get something for nothing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So again, let's be good people. Let's pay people what they deserve and recommend people when they've done a great job. Agreed. Share the love and be connector. All right. What else you got? Um... People that after you've been doing your profession for us, photography, we do other things now too, but we're basing this on photography and uh, they still think you're a hobbyist. So they want to pay you, you know, here's 25 bucks. I had a friend, cute hobby. I I had a family, um, sorry, a friend of mine who asked me to shoot their family. And I've known this dude for a long time, pretty close to him. And I photographed their family charge them just my standard fee. I don't, I don't do discounts. So I just charged him my standard fee, which was a quibble to get that because he's like, dude, I'm your homie. I'm like, okay. No mates rates. Are you paying my bills next month? And um, so I gave him the fee and they proceeded to get all the photographs. And, and, and he was like, we were looking at the photographs and he made this comment to me and he's like, man, you have the coolest job. You basically get to come over, take photographs and then you get the rest of the week off and just do nothing. And I'm like, Dude, what you smoking? <laughs> I know. And we need to be considerate of other people in their professions too. What we think they do, we never see behind the curtains of what they're actually putting into it or the experiences they've had to bring them to the professional that they are at this point. So again. Yeah. My favorite that happens to me, and it happens more often than I want it to, is because I stylize all of my photo shoots. I spend a copious amount of time at the outset of the planning phase of each session to make sure that the clients are wearing the type of clothes that I want them in the photo shoot. And invariably there's one or two people who will show up after I've mixed and matched the entire wardrobe with the location, with the time of the day we're shooting, with the season, whatever. And they'll show up in like flip flops and a t-shirt. And I'm like, dude, you got it. 
We talked about this on the phone. Do you want to step into wardrobe right now? Because you're clearly not ready. <laughs> we literally talked about this six times. Here's what you're going to wear. Was it in your email? It was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we had phone conversations about, and then you rolled up in flip-flops and a t-shirt. So yeah, that's one of my favorites. What else you got? Um, I think this was yours. She's hot and he's not. Which, honestly, not saying anything derogatory, but there's a lot of gorgeous women out there that put a lot into to what they're they're wearing, the health, all the things, and they show up and they look amazing and kind of like yeah, what I don't, you just said. I don't mean this is a sexist. Guys that just aren't trying. Yeah, I don't mean this is a sexist comment. She's hot. He's not. It's sort of like that. The woman will come all dolled up for the photo shoot. Hair and makeup did, beautiful outfit, heels, nails manicured, and dude be showing up in like nothing. And then during the photo shoot itself, the whole thing is a bore. It's like, oh, how much time, how much more do I have to do this? I know. And you just want to go over and grab that dude by his scruff and be like, do you see who is standing next to you? Do this you is your sweetheart. how much she has cared and how much energy she has put into this? Like, this is the time you pull up and show up and not worry about the video game or the football game you have to get home to. True. But how many times have um, you had clients, couples especially, that have had a more romantic experience during that session with you than they've had in months? Every time. Because you push them into this experience. I'm so, basically hey, my, basically show up and have some maker. fun. Show your partner some respect and give them some of your love and some of your energy. Mm-hmm. All right. What else you got? Number 15 here. Oh, we're talking about weddings. Um, and we love weddings, but there's some bridesmaids that are actually the bridezillas. Wait, are we talking about the bridesmaids or the brides here? Oh, I'm talking about the bridesmaids that oh, overtake the whole wedding. And, and make this all about them? Yes. Now yeah. you're talking about the bride. Let's go with yours. I like yours better. Okay. The one, the bridesmaids who, who want to be the center of attention from mm-hmm. every photo. Yeah, just... If you're listening to this and you're a bridesmaid, remember this day isn't about you. This yeah. is about the bride. And you're just sort of a sidebar to all this. You're there to support her. You're there yes. to help her. You're there to take the load off of her shoulders. You're there to run errands. You're not there to be the center of attention. Like you should not be taking every single photo in the front of the bride or standing in front of her. Like- 80% of, of when I've shot weddings, it's like that. And let's, let's, again, take that personally, not just photography. Let's show up for our friends like that too. I like that. Um, this one right here, this next one you have on the list, this happened to you recently. I've never really encountered this that much. I, I did, I've actually done two weddings, three weddings with you and when this occurred. And, but I've never actually really had it happen to me. So that's interesting that your low country grooms sort of fall into this boat here. What is this? I'm not, you've seen more than one? I've been to several of yours where that occurred, yeah. Oh, okay. So talk about this. Um, this was a situation, beautiful, beautiful bride. She was so sweet, so nice, so kind. And her groom was inappropriate in so many ways. Um, are you playing with my volume? Just keep talking. Okay. Why do you get so tweeted? Because I, can't, because I can't hear anything when you do that. Yeah, because it's really loud in my ear. So I'm just trying to maximize it. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Anyways, um, and was hitting on not just me, but just any female that he could find. I don't really understand how to address that. So I want to take her aside and say, do you really want to go through with this? Yeah. <laughs> I did another wedding with you where the, the groom and his groomsmen 
they, this was here in Hilton Head, and they were talking about how they had they had just been golfing, and the groom was hitting on the the mm-hmm. golf cart girls who were running around with the beers. And the, what are those? What are those called? The golf girls. I don't know. Yep, I know what you mean. Yeah. And then they were back in the hotel room, and and somebody came into the hotel room with drinks, and she was relatively attractive. And as soon as she walked out, they're like, "Oh my god, the things I'm gonna do to that girl!" Like that's what I'm like, "Dude, you ain't gonna do anything." That's like that's yeah. like my brother when never yeah mind, I gotta go yeah there. honestly right. honestly just be a decent human being. Okay. Um, you've had uh, bridesmaids tell you what photos you should be taking. That's really helpful, isn't it? It's very helpful because I have no idea what photo to take here. I was curious. Could you tell me, am I here to take photos of this alligator over here or am I here to take photos of this bride? So that's a good one. I like that one. It's like, I, I appreciate you trying to give me feedback on it and it's great. And we've all, we've all been there, but again, let us do our job. You're paying us a lot of money to do this. We understand what we're supposed to accomplish. I don't need you to come over here and hold my hand and tell me where to go, when to go, how to go. Nice. Nice. Um, how about the drunk bride? This is a tough one to answer because they're there to drink, right? Like mm-hmm. that's what you have. You have an open bar for. But if you can't stand towards the middle of the night, you're not going to be able to enjoy the rest of the evening. So is there some way you can police yourself on that? I don't know. And and let's just say like, there's a lot of situations where we walk into, and I don't want to say it's intimidating, but there's a lot of, let's just say high-end people, uh, very accomplished, very influential, very affluential, all the things. And sometimes it's like a little intimidating at first because you walk in, you're like, well, I'm just a photographer, whatever. Alcohol is a real leveler. And by the end of the night, you, some of the, the true characteristics of people come out. Well, that's and what- the, that, that's what alcohol is. Yeah. You know, it, it's called a spirit for a reason. Yeah. Truthfully, I'm not, I'm not trying to be all weird here on you and go woo woo, but it's called a spirit for a reason because the term that what alcohol does to you is it sort of it lowers your inhibitions, but what it does, it enables sort of like this alter ego of yours that you've mm-hmm. been burying for years to sort of pop out. And it's interesting, it's an interesting proposition, but you sort of learn a lot about people when you party with people and, and alcohol yeah. is involved. Yeah. And, and I'm not meaning that necessarily. That, neg- that happens in all situations. Yeah, I'm not just necessarily weddings. meaning that negatively. I'm just saying you sort of, there's a good and a bad to this, but you sort of learn a little bit about people when, yes. when, there's, when there's no repercussions. I'm saying this because you're drunk and you don't think of, of what could happen to yeah. your behavior. You sort of just do whatever it is you want. So it does become this sort of leveler. But just from the standpoint of the cost alone that you're spending on your wedding, yes. like let your guests okay. drink so you can yes. enjoy everything. Like If you're passed out midway through the wedding, and we've both been there, we've had grooms and brides who have literally had to be taken from the mm-hmm. wedding because they were so incapacitated, you're sort of missing out the whole purpose of yeah. having this entire festival in the first so place. So let's talk about the $30,000 dress yeah, that's that I'm they going. wear. And at some point, and they're, they're, they're owning that 30000 the $5,000 cake and all the other fixings that go on with that. And at some point in the night, they're bent over on the dance floor shaking their booty in their new in-law's face. I have not, a, no. <laughs> this, is a, this is a true story to tell you. I'm not, and this has not deal with the bride. I... As you know, I used to work in the professional corporate world many, 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 many years ago. And, and I was at a national sales meeting in Atlanta or Memphis, some part, someplace in the South. I, this is back when I lived in California. And 
we went to like a PF Chang's interestingly enough. And, but they had, they had reserved, you know, one half of the PF Chang's cause there was like a hundred people there in this meeting. So we had the national sales meeting, everybody went golfing. And then after golfing, we went, well, not everybody, but we went golfing and we played dinner. I'm a horrible golfer. Um, and then went to dinner and the CEO of the company was there at the time and I'm not going to say names, but she got so shit-faced. She was literally standing on the table doing dances on the table at P.F. Chang's at the national sales meeting. Still talked about years later. Still talked about <laughs> years later. I will be in if you want to make an impression. I will have, she, is no long, she was no longer the CEO shortly after this, just mm-hmm. for the record. Um, she was replaced. And I'm not making this <laughs> a statement that's why. But again, going back to that, what alcohol does, it's one of the reasons I don't drink much alcohol because I just, I don't need that sort of, I don't need that trouble in my life. It's just, it's just something that I, I personally, you know, whatever, I'm going off on a tangent here, but no. um, alcohol does horrible things sometimes. doesn't matter how much money you have if you can't hold a drink properly. And there's nothing wrong. We love, we love drinking wine, but like, you're not going to see me putting that back six bottles, right? So... <laughs> This is yours. The efficient. Oh, the, <laughs> um, be self-aware of where you are, what you're doing, who you're speaking to and all of that. I've been to a small wedding where, hey, I'm not married anymore, but I live in a small community that, you know, people knew that I was married. And he called out in front of the bride and groom as he's doing this ceremony that, hey, how's so-and-so, who's my ex? How's he doing? I'm like, don't know we're divorced you're kind of marrying someone right now so you probably shouldn't be calling that out i didn't know you were divorced so i am divorced so i'm a divorcee so are you yes. really single or are you seeing someone i'm seeing someone no, yes quite a guy. <laughs> he's very lucky wow. <laughs> but honestly in in all situations be self-aware I have another one that's not on our list, but let's keep your dick in your pants. I was shooting a wedding. True story. I was shooting a wedding about eight years ago. And apparently the night before, the maid of honor and the best man got it on like Donkey Kong. And classy. Apparently everybody else knew that they did this as well. So the next day at the wedding, the traditional tossing of the bouquet mm-hmm. the woman caught it who was donkey kong the night before <laughs> the <clears throat> traditional flinging of the garter the groom caught it or the groom the best man caught it the man who was donkey kong the night before and they put a chair out in the middle of the dance floor for the best man to take the garter mm-hmm. and slip it up Mm-hmm. Miss Miss Lucy Lou's leg. It's a horrible, horrible tradition, isn't it? Anyways, so, yeah. So she's in the chair, the best, the maid of honor, and the dude is on his hands and hands and knees, and he's like carrying this stupid thing in his mouth, and he's trying to slide it up her leg. And out of nowhere, the woman gets tackled in the chair, <laughs> and a fisticuffs breaks out right there on the dance floor. And I look at Brittany, who was my partner at the time, and I'm like, "Do we shoot this? Yes, shoot it." <laughs> Shoot it. Video. <laughs> it's going to get so many views. <laughs> so, yeah. So, dudes, you're not there to get your groove on. Like, if you get your groove on, like, you might want to be a little more secretive about it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Next one. 
Uh, oh, we're going to talk about, you've got to tell this story. We, we've, we have a team in place right now that we really love, but as a photographer, we've worked with some people that have been interesting. We had a, a new hire on our, um, Sprout Connectors business that, um, proceeded to tell us that we weren't cerebral enough and he couldn't work for us, which was really interesting because he wasn't really doing any work at all. <laughs> I don't really know what else to say about that. <laughs> so just, really, we're running a business and you're supposed to be helping us with it, but you're not doing anything and we're giving you the thought seat to do it. So it's confusing, but you're going to run in, into people like that, that don't see what you're doing, whether you're doing it or not, that tell you you're not cerebral enough. You're not this enough. You're not that enough. That's why I use it really happens. big words in my emails now. None of them make sense, but, <laughs> but they sound good. So every email I send to my staff, I just write a bunch of really big words, open yeah. up the thesaurus, pick out like nine or 10 words, drop them into a sentence. None of them match up. None of them mean anything, but I just want them to think of what's cerebral. So surround yourself with those people that add to the team, mm-hmm. whether it's a friend, whether it's a business, whether it's your own business somewhere else that you're working for someone else. I do want to clarify that it's nobody on our current team. Oh, so, no, no. And I know that most of them listen to this. So just FYI, no, it's yes, none of you we're talking no, about. Um, no. I, 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 it, talking about team members, I had, this is a funny story. I had a, a woman many years ago, and I love the fact that a lot of these stories are many years ago, which means that we have learned and gotten a little bit wiser in our ways of doing things. But I had a woman who I was in the middle of trying to hire a new assistant, and I uh, had I had been doing a couple of interviews, and for all of my interviews, I do working interviews. Mm-hmm, I, I want, love that. I want to see, like, show me what you are in living color. Yeah. So, and as you know, I pull a wagon around for all my photo shoots. Let's keep for, for them to pull you around, here comes the king. That's right. Yeah. That's like, that's, be my rickshaw, bitch. <laughs> so, um, so I have this wagon, and back in the days, it was one of those like big yellow utility wagons, like lawn, mm-hmm, lawn and mm-hmm. garden type things, and. And I put all my equipment in there because I don't want to like, yeah, yeah. I don't like you're, carrying things around, right? So I, you're mobile. Yeah. So I, I keep everything. And as part of my assistant's job, they had to pull the wagon for me. And the wagon's not that heavy and it's got those giant wheels mm-hmm. on it. So it moves pretty easily. But we're in uptown Charlotte and we're at a park and I'm, I'm off in the corner pull, um, taking photographs and I sort of looking for my wagon and my soon to be assistant everywhere. And I don't see it. And I sort of look off in the distance and I see that she's still struggling to pull this wagon down the sidewalk. And again, it's not heavy. It's like these giant rubber wheels. It sort of moves on its own once it starts moving. And I can see her just struggling and she's just like in a fit. So I tell my client, just hang on a second. So I walk over to her. We're like on the sidewalk near the street. I'm like, I don't even remember her name. I'm like, what is going on? Like, what is there? Everything? You look like you're struggling over here. And she starts like pouting and she's like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. It's just so heavy. And I was like, all right, fine, I'll take it. So I take the wagon and I pull it back over the clients and I start shooting again. And I, I look over there and she's supposed to be, I don't remember what the impetus was. She was supposed to be doing something, but she wasn't doing it. So I looked over and I was like, hey, this is this, do this, this and this. And, and so anyway, I'm fast forwarding to my story. I had to keep going back to her over and over mm-hmm. to like ask her to do what she was. She wasn't finally, I had to call another timeout with my clients. This is like timeout number four. And I'll go back. We'll call her Liz. I'm like, Liz, I, you're causing more disruption than you're causing facilitation here. I think it's probably time that you go home now. And she's like, what, 
why would you say that? And I'm like, I don't know. I can only think of 14 reasons why you can't pull the wagon. You you're did not, not say that, though. Not, you would have been kinder. You know, I don't. You're not holding <laughs> because you're a worthless piece of shit. That's no, the reason. no, that's but no. Never, I was like, never. no. But my thought was, is like, it's probably not a good fit. It's just probably not a good fit. Like you, you can't pull the wagon. Like you're just. It's very. <laughs> you're like, it's not me. It's you. Yeah. I've had to take a timeout on my photo shoot four times over here to babysit you. Like, that's not why you're here. And she starts crying like a baby, literally falls to the ground like a four-year-old throwing a temper tantrum on the sidewalk in Uptown Charlotte. And my clients are like, and I look at them, I'm like, I don't even know what to say. And so I go over to her, I'm like, you need to pull yourself together. You need to get up off the ground. Here's your car keys. Go find your car. This is done. And that was my story. Have you done that to girlfriends before too? I've probably <laughs> done it to you a couple of times. <laughs> you usually leave me crying in a hissy fit, but yeah, other than that, no. Okay, let's talk about people's addiction to Photoshop. And let me let me reframe that. There's a lot of people that think they know your business, whatever your business is, right? They think they know how easy it is for you to do your business, how how you run it. They know the intricacies. People don't know your business. When you're in it every day, you're, you're the expert in it. And people think that they know about Photoshop. So you run into a lot of situations where people say, can't you just airbrush that out? Well, first of all, people haven't airbrushed anything in, the, I don't know, like 30 years. Second of all, there's not a that's easy button that you just push and it's done. So if you can wipe the snot off your baby's noses, it makes it a lot easier for us, right? Bring a tissue. (laughs) Bring a tissue. Help us out a bit, right? You can just Photoshop that. I love the ones who ask that at the outset of the photo shoot. Yeah. can you make me thinner, taller, short? I saw yes. a joke yesterday. Yes. I, photo shoot. I was like, well, what, what, just pick. What would you like me to do? Bigger hair? Let's just get this out <laughs> in the open right he now. just wanted hair. But yeah, there's that. Um, what's next? Let's talk about oh, this one. This, this is, and we can, we can end with that. Okay. This is probably one of my favorite. I, you know, I as you so. know, I photograph a boatload of candid merit proposals. And this sort of comes up all the time. And, I, and it's not expensive. It's $349 for me to capture you getting married to your future wife or proposing to your future partner. That's really not that much money in the scheme of things. Like that's two or three weekends of beer if you're really kind of keeping track for a lot of people and food and pizza and stuff on the weekend. So... This is your life partner. This is some big deal. So invariably, it's the dude who says this. Okay, I've had women who propose to women. I've never had a woman propose to a man, but I do. I shoot a lot of um, female female weddings, and the women never ask this. Uh, In fact, I just booked one today, and they never ask that. But men always ask, and they come to me. I'm looking for something really special. I don't really know what to do. I haven't really thought this through. Can you help me with that? So I'll tell them some ideas. I'll give them some plans. And they're like, oh my God, that's the best idea ever. Okay, so how much is this going to cost me? And I'll say $349. And they're like, oh man, I've only budgeted like $25, 50 bucks for this. And uh, like sometimes my jaw doesn't even drop anymore, but still I'm like, dude. Do you not have a Groupon for them? (laughs) Dude, you're about to propose to the woman of your dreams. You're telling me that you really want to capture this on photography to do something special for her, but you can't muster up $349 to do that. Again. I'm not questioning people's financial wherewithal or any of that. I'm just saying that you probably don't want to start off with that as your sort of your, your catalyst for going into this if you don't want to spend a little bit of time and energy and money on your partner. 
Mm-hmm. That's really awesome. And you've had that 25 year anniversaries, this the exact same thing come up. They, you know, she's the light of my life. I want to do something really special. Keep it under $25. Yeah. So takeaway from that is if something's really important to you, if you, if you align with things that are really important, you need to invest in them, whether it's education, mm. whether it's your, your private life, personal life, your business life, invest in things that are really important. Well, invest don't, in yourself yeah, also. Don't yeah. shortchange that. Yeah. Interesting. This wasn't a bitching session, but it sort of no. sounds like a bitching session. No. This was just kind of. No, we wanted to be able to, you know, a little bit of insight into what we do, but insight into people that you're dealing with, how you deal with other people, how people are dealing with you, whether it's your own business, your personal life, working for other people, all of that. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. All right. Well, anything else you want to add to this? No, we really enjoy um, being able to share this with you. Mm-hmm. Um, we appreciate you spending time listening to us. Uh, there's a lot of other people that you could be listening to. We're glad that you picked us. You can follow us on Devo at Fusion Photog. Myself, Lisa, Lisa Staff Photo. We're on Sprout Connectors as well. And we would love you to drop us a line. Connect with us. Give us some of your thoughts. What you think of what we're doing, what we should be doing, all the things. We, t- we, take, com- we take compliments well, but we take criticism as well. <laughs> If you like this podcast, please mm. like it. Please follow us so you can stay in touch with us and get notified when we drop new podcasts. And leave a comment below because that helps us continue to podcast. That was fun. Thank you. See you soon.